Hey everyone, welcome back to the iHeart Podcast. My name is Jonathan North and this is the second episode of the show. Like I said in the previous episode, as we're still in the beginning stages of the podcast, I just wanted to take this time to introduce new listeners to the shows that led me here, and today's episode is all about the show that basically inspired this entire podcast, iHeart Animation. I've always loved animation, and reviewing animated movies and TV was what eventually led me to where I am today in this whole online reviewing world. I started out writing about a few of my favorite things on my personal blog, which included reviewing some animated movies and television, and eventually I began to seek out more people who shared my interests. In around 2012-2013, I started discovering podcasts, and I eventually found the Rotoscopers Animation Podcast. Morgan Mason and Chelsea were always fun to listen to, and I loved hearing them talk about some of my favorite films, and they even introduced me to movies I'd never heard of. I eventually realized that the Rotoscopers also had a YouTube channel, as well as a website, where they reviewed a lot more than just a few things that were featured on the podcast. And then in 2014, they were looking for new writers. I applied, I got the job, and I started writing for them in January of 2015, which is now over four years ago. I can't believe it's been that long already. Eventually, I started to get to know other writers on the site, and one of them, Rachel Wagner, who you'll meet in an upcoming episode, eventually invited me to her YouTube channel as a guest on her podcast as she started watching one of my favorite TV shows, Doctor Who. With Rachel's encouragement, I eventually started my own YouTube channel, which I eventually brought to focus on animation, which I am now spinning off onto its own podcast, which really kind of brings this whole thing full circle. Okay, now that you have the backstory, let's get into this episode. One of my favorite episodes of iHeart Animation that I've done so far was for an early episode where I invited my friend Soul to join me, and we talked about one of her favorite childhood films, Barbie Mermaidia. It was a movie that I would never have even thought to watch myself, and I don't really plan to watch it again, but the fact that she had grown up watching it made for a really interesting discussion and ended up being one of my favorite episodes. So I guess to start out, why don't you introduce yourself and... Yeah, just introduce yourself <laughs> and let everybody know who you are. Hello, everybody. My name is Sol. I have a YouTube channel called Animation Geek, where I do, you know, animation reviews as well. And just other kind of geeky content like Disney stuff. And yeah, so if you want to check that out, that'd be nice. But I'm super excited because we're going to talk about a film that it's, well, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you kind of explain what this movie is about and why you chose it well so growing up a lot of you know i'm from 97 so i did grow up with some of the disney films like the renaissance but for me personally for example my favorite film of all time is the emperor's new group and hercules so those are like more towards the end right and so you know i do like the lion king i do like beauty and the beast but i didn't grow up with them i don't have that nostalgia to it the movies that i did grow up a lot were more like the 2000s like you know um goofy movie and things like the extremely goofy movie and the barbie movies <laughs> i did grow up i've probably seen them all not the recent ones i've seen some of the recent ones because they're on netflix and i was like oh i'm curious to see this but i vividly remember loving the princess and the pauper um 12 dancing princesses something like that and um mermaidia those were like my favorite ones i did watch all of them um but something that was very appealing for me about the barbie movies was you know they were magical and, and you know and i don't know i think they were like empowering in some ways 
nowadays when I, I've seen the most recent Barbie films, they try to make it more edgy and like, you know, whatever, video games. And I think that's cool. But what I really like about the original ones is that there was a fairy tale kind of vibe to it, which is very magical and like transports you. And I don't know, it just kind of has that Peter Pan vibe that the new ones are enjoyable, but they're, I don't think they're like, you know, magical and like they give you that vibe. I don't know. So yeah, I picked this movie because I haven't seen it in like 10 years. So I was very curious, like, does it hold up? Is it just the nostalgia? Can I talk about it with someone who has never seen it? So definitely doesn't have the nostalgia to it. And yeah. I'm interested to talk about this. So can, can you explain a little bit what the movie is about for oh, people who don't know? Well, this is actually the sequel to Fairytopia. Uh, and to briefly kind of sum up the first one, um, we have the main character called Elena. I always have a problem pronouncing her name. And she's a fairy without wings. And she goes to this quest and saves her people and she gets wings at the end. So the second one is she has wings already and she has to go through again, another quest, to save one of his uh, friends who is like the Prince of Mermaidia. And there's this the villain pretty much is this, the villain from the first movie who her name is, what's her name again? I wrote it down, let me see. <laughs> <laughs> Laverna, uh, La and she has these like two, um, you know, assistants, three of them that are like the fungi, and pretty much they have to find this berry, and that's why they kidnap the the prince of Armadia, and they make him like, okay, like, where's this berry? Because the berry supposedly is gonna make Laverna like, you know, undestroyable or something like that. And the prince um, has to, you know, kind of agree because they have this poison that if they drop it on the water, it's going to kill everyone in Marmalia pretty much. So intense. And so, yeah, um, what's her name? Uh, Elena goes on this quest to save him. And, you know, there's a lot of, I don't want to give everything away because people want to watch that. But it's kind of, um, you know, you kind of typical story with like adventure. There's a lot of like puzzles and things like that. She has to go in the water. There's some sacrifices that have to be made. Um, it has a lot of themes of friendship. And yeah, that's pretty much the story overall, I think. So between from when you were little till mm -hmm. now, yeah, did you think it held up? <laughs> well, hmm. My first reaction when I, because I rented this movie, right? I was like, I'm going to support Barbie. Um, <laughs> and so the first thing I thought, I don't know if because my screen was big or what, it was like, oh my gosh, the quality is awful. Oh my God, the, the, <laughs> it's so crappy. Um, but I always knew the first Barbie movies from you know my generation, at least, they were horrible animation. I recently watched, uh, again, the Swan Lake one, and that was one of the first, very first ones. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it's kind of creepy because they have no emotions when they move their face. Um, <laughs> it's it's kind of creepy. Like the guy's like, I'm so sad. <laughs> it's like, no. Um, but yeah, watching that, I was like, okay, try to like focus more on the story, try to focus more on the characters. But definitely the animation is horrible. Like, and for me, it's not of like an excuse. I mean, of course, back in the day, their animation wasn't as advanced as nowadays, right? But like I compare it, you know, Toy Story was made around the same time and it was like way better animation. And I understand the budget was different. These movies didn't go to theaters. 
but I don't know. I feel like they could have, you see the grass and it's just like, I took an animation class in high school and I felt like I know I could do those things, you know, <laughs> like very basic stuff. And it, at times it felt distracting, but you know, I guess once you get more into the story and stuff like that, you kind of, you know, I, I feel like it's the most, once you're underwater, I think it's better. I don't know. What do you mm -hmm. think? Well, I thought that the animation, the animation was okay. The, uh -huh. the, the rendering and like the characters and objects themselves, everything had that old 3D animation look that mm -hmm. everything looks like it's made out of plastic. Yeah. However, I kind of got over it because I reminded myself, this is about Barbies and Barbies are made out of plastic. That's true. So, I guess it was better than if it was supposed to be like real people. Like if it were, if it had been supposed to be about real people in a real environment, mm -hmm. I think maybe I would have felt like being more harsh on it. That's but since true. it was, everything was supposed to be made out of plastic anyways, I was like, yeah, I guess it's fine. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, let me see. So something I really liked about this film is the background music you know, back in the time, you know, have you seen Peter Pan? The old version, the Disney Yeah, version? the animated Walt Disney version. When I was a kid, I saw it. I haven't seen it recently. Okay, so the music and the background music in those old films, like even Snow White, if you watch like, the old Disney movies, like they have this, you know, every moment has like music and it's very like, I don't know, there's something that I miss that today's films don't have. There's like a charm mm -hmm. to it. And I noticed this in this film, like you could hear at the beginning a lot of background classical instrumental music. And I think that like, it's very lovely. Uh, it, it's very rare to see it. And I think it's, I don't know, it transports you more and gives you that charming feel. Did you notice anything with the soundtrack or anything? Not really. I thought it was <laughs> kind of generic. <laughs> yeah, I see, I see. Um, so do you want to talk about the story? What do you think of the story? <laughs> it was actually better than I expected because oh, okay. I was expecting something like super cheesy because in the end, this movie is technically made to sell dolls to children. Sure. So I was expecting kind of the lowest quality story possible. Mm -hmm. so the fact that it wasn't horrible surprised me. <laughs> <laughs> I, you find it entertaining, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not something that like, I'm definitely going to go rewatch this again no. with everybody. But it was not something that I felt like it was a chore to sit through. Like mm -hmm. it went by just fine. It was like, oh, okay. It was an, a decent story. It, <laughs> I was, know, I think, it was fine. I think it's intriguing to see like, you know, kind of figuring out the puzzles and like, how are they going to get to this next obstacle? Like, for example, in the scene where there was like the fire, I was nervous. I was like, I know they're going to like end up leaving and stuff like that. But I was like anxious. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. I think they did a good job at least with that. Uh, setting the stakes. The way the story was put together reminded me of how a video game story goes. Oh, like, yeah. And actually in both movies, because because I watched the first one because Rachel Wagner told me that, oh, you should watch the first one too because this is a sequel. Mm -hmm. like, I did watch both of them. I don't think it was really necessary to watch the first one. <laughs> yeah, because they do like a but, recap in the beginning of the second one, don't they? Yeah. yeah. But both of them felt like the plots of video games because like in the mm -hmm. first one, there were all the seven kidnapped princesses that, and she had to go on a quest to rescue them and find all these objects. And it was the yeah. same as this one. Like you had to go to each different place and do a different thing and, 
like if this was the plot of a video game, I think it would actually sell really well. Like yeah. I could imagine this as something like if they did like 1980s pixel graphics with this, mm-hmm. I, pro- I probably would play it because it was like a good video game story. It That's was simple enough that yeah. you can follow it and at the end there's a big boss battle sort mm-hmm. of like it's not it's a little anticlimactic at the end because the yeah. the, the final comeuppance for the villain happens mm-hmm. when the other when the characters aren't there but for the most part it felt like a video game and i liked that about it what was the scene or moment that you were like oh okay this is kind of nice or that you remember or like i don't know I actually liked that the one mermaid was kind of mean. <laughs> I think her name was Nori. Yeah. She, she was like not that nice of a person. And no, I, she was I awful. That because I, like with something like this for little kids, you expect everybody's going to be all nice and love each mm-hmm. other and show yeah. how you're supposed to treat each other. But no, she was like, she was jealous and catty and... Mm-hmm they had to learn to work together and I liked that about it. Yeah, and it wasn't fast. Like it took time for like them yeah, to like, did. Start, like and so that was nice. I did uh, like that aspect. I was gonna talk about her because I was like, dang, she's like horrible. <laughs> like it's like, why you gotta be so mean? It's <laughs> like yeah. don't come back here. No one wants anything to do with you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then when she starts raising her, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this girl. But um talking about characters, uh I personally love Bibble. I thought he's so silly and like when I was a kid I used to do an impression of him and something like <laughs> like he talks like that like it's super weird and I love it when he's eating those berries and changing his voice I was like living for that moment I remember very vividly owning the DVD of this movie and so there was like an extra feature where you can play like a game with people and like he could try different like voices and stuff like that so it was like I have like a nice memory of that with him and I don't know I did find him funny and weird at the same time and I would notice that sometimes he would say kind of like the minions of back then in a way but uh, more enjoyable for me at least uh, he sometimes said words in English I heard of him one time say a word in Spanish so that's very interesting I don't know what did you think of Bill? I didn't like Bibble. <laughs> I thought he was annoying. Not for I think, everyone. I accept I, that. I think that he is one of those characters that they add in mainly for little kids. Like yeah. um, last Christmas, I watched the Barbie Christmas Carol with mm-hmm. Rachel. Yeah. And in that version, there was a cat that I did not like. Oh, and no, that one is like, so annoying. Yeah. I felt like this was sort of the equivalent of that cat as like a side character. That's yeah. All the Barbie movies have the, the side character. The plot. Yes. Yeah. I and think recently, I was, oh, sorry, continue. When I was watching it though, I realized I've seen that character before. I've never seen any of these Barbie movies before, mm-hmm. but I've seen that Bibble character. Yeah. He's a meme. Like there's oh, a really? meme that I had seen before. That no way. I think it's from the scene where he's singing and like, the captions on the meme talk about like a person singing a song when they were like seven or 10. And it's usually like a, a song that a seven or 10 year old shouldn't be listening yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I've seen that. And I didn't know what that thing was. I thought it was like an ugly baby version of <laughs> Monsters Inc. That's so funny. Cause the colors oh are similar. 
That's I, true. <laughs> I thought it was somebody's weird fan art that had been turned into a meme. But That's then when I started funny. watching this, I was like, it's that hideous meme creature. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't see, I'm not very familiar with memes. So like, I never saw that, but like now I want to kind of look for it. Um, what did you think of the main like hero, Lena? I thought she was fine. She mm-hmm. was, I don't know. I don't want to say boring because she wasn't exactly boring, but she didn't have too much of a complicated personality and she didn't have a whole lot to do other than like rescue the prince and like right. her, her biggest thing was like the thing where she had to decide whether she wanted to trade her wings for a tail yeah. which I did think that they handled that pretty well and they made it like a believable choice like it was kind of distressing for her and I thought that they did that well enough but other than that it was just like she was fine she's not like super memorable to me yeah no I completely agree she was like okay all right like there wasn't like a huge arc or anything to her um but what I was gonna say I forgot I was gonna mention um Bibble I remember um what I think they do with this films with the side characters for the kids to buy the plushy toys because I remember wanting the Bibble uh plush toy so bad and I think I even had it I don't remember, but like, I think that's the point to make it cute and like fun. Yeah. I think that's more for like the kids to later purchase it. Mm-hmm. I think that could be a reason for them. Um, yeah, that was <laughs> that name. I was surprised with the voice work. I don't know, not everyone, but I, I like the voice of Lena. I like the voice of the friend. Um, I think the person who does Bibble, <laughs> it's creative. Um, <laughs> The only person that I felt was, oh my gosh, so annoying, but maybe what was the point was, you know, the girl who um, is following them at the beginning and she's like, the prince needs your help, blah, blah, blah. Like she has this yeah. very like annoying voice. Oh my gosh, her eyelashes were huge. <laughs> I just remember that. But what do you think of the voice work? Anything that you, meh. For the most part, I liked all the voices. They were mostly fine. Like, the characters were all fine, and I think the voices helped them be better than I expected them to be. Because mm-hmm. as far as I can tell, like with the two Barbie movies that I've seen now, mm-hmm. they actually, they have decent actors come on to play the voices. And I think that helps set them higher than other direct-to-video things that are just trying to sell toys to kids. Yeah. They put, they put more thought into these movies than is probably necessary, which I think is a good thing for for anything like this. More thought than necessary is always is always better than just trying to get something out there as quick as possible. And how would you compare this to say for example the Tinkerbell movies? You know, have you seen those yet? No, I haven't seen okay. those. Okay. Because those are also eventually. safe movies, you know? And I feel like yeah. they were like a similar concept in a way. I mean, I think the Tinkerbell ones have a way better animation. Like, but I understand I've they were like by a bigger studio later on. You know. Yeah, I've I've seen clips, so I know that they do look like they have a much bigger budget. And mm-hmm. I've heard people rave about a couple of them, that yeah. saying that they're way better than they ever expected them to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm planning eventually to watch those for the series, mm-hmm. but no, I haven't seen them yet. Okay, well, if you ever want to collaborate on the pirate fairy one that one's my favorite one so <laughs> um i was gonna say okay so there's this one scene in the movie i was super confused because you know when they go to the oracle and they show where the guy is and they're like oh he's above water how is he gonna survive and then the other one's like 
no, it's actually underwater. And so they go there, but it doesn't look like it's underwater. Like if you look up, there was like a sky. So I'm very confused. Like, was it underwater? I didn't get that either. I was wondering about that too. I was, I, I kind of just passed it off as one of those <laughs> weird fairy tale things. Like I think SpongeBob does something differently. Like they have water underwater like they have lakes and stuff underwater which right. doesn't make any sense no <laughs> i just was guessing that maybe that was the case for this too i don't know yeah i don't know that part confused me because when they're about to go to like the geyser thing part they're like what is that how they say the only way to get there is if we go underwater and it's like but when they get there it's like above water i don't know but that was the only part that like, threw me off. But besides that, oh, I have a question. Why is the bad woman in the villain in this like fungi place? Because I don't remember the first one that much. I can't remember. I, okay. I only rewatched this one. I have, it's been like three weeks since I saw it. Oh, okay. Now, so Got you. It was very forgettable. Okay. I mean, this is also an argument for The Little Mermaid, for Finding Nemo, for every movie where there's people talking underwater. How are they supposed to like talk when there's water there and like eat? And <laughs> that's something like I know I shouldn't be thinking of, but the entire time I'm like, how are they speaking? Like if I go on the water, I'm like, oh, I choke, you know, like, I don't know. That's mm-hmm. something that distracted me, but magic. Magic. And I, I don't know. Also like the, the algae thing that they have to breathe on their water something like it's also Harry Potter. I wish they gave you like a time it's like, okay, you can be this long with this algae. So that can also, you know, give it more stakes. I think that would be more interesting mm-hmm. than just being like, just how, cause I feel like they were there for like 24 hours or something like that. It would feel like for a long time. I was like, okay. Yeah. It's one of those things where if you think too hard about it, you're going to pick it apart. Exactly. <laughs> That's the thing with this film. Like you don't have to think much about it because although there's this stereotype that animation films are for kids. They're not, not all of them. But I do think this one in particular, it is targeted towards more kids. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. like adults can enjoy it, but I think when they were making it, they were thinking more for kids. So they were not thinking, yeah. let's give it a very deep character development and like an arc and, you know, uh, it's more of like how can pretty colors and fun story and, you know, a good message. Um, with this one, I think that they were making it for kids, but I think they kept in mind that adults are probably going to watch it with yeah. their kids, so mm-hmm. they tried not to make it too inane. Yeah. I think that's that was probably the reason behind most of the things. Yeah, I've doing. seen films that are definitely just made for kids where you're like, oh my... Like, for me, mm-hmm. personally, I think Captain Underpants, for example, is just for kids, my opinion. The humor... I haven't seen that one either. Yeah, it's it's something. <clears throat> um, <laughs> yeah, let's just say that very potty humor, very slapstick. You know, like it, maybe some adults might enjoy, it, but it's not my humor. With this one, I did find myself more involved, and I didn't feel like oh, I shouldn't be watching this. I was like, okay, no, this is like a fun adventure. Like I'm invested in this somehow. It's not like oh my gosh, this is the best film ever, but I was, you know, invested in the story. Mm-hmm. So what would you rate this film, knowing everything we have discussed? Um, like, are we doing five stars? Mm, I don't like five stars. I personally like ten more, like one okay. to ten. I think that's, I don't know, more specific. I think out of ten stars, I probably would give it 
five because it was okay. very average. Okay, I agree. I think I'll give it a six because I have the nostalgia to it, I think. Yeah. And it's crazy. I was watching it and I was like, wow, it's been like 10 years. But there were some things that I remember perfectly and some things I was like, I did not remember this at all. Mm-hmm. So that was very interesting uh, to see like what my, you know, 10 year old self was like, oh, this is my favorite part. And some parts I was like, no idea. Um, but yeah, I think I'd give it six. Of course, I have the nostalgia to it. But of course, if you compare it to films like, you know, um, Pixar's films, Wally or something, of course it's not. But I, I see it as of like the purpose of the film, you know, like why, why it was made. And like, I don't know if I'm explaining myself. Like, I feel like not all films should be comparing the same way, you know? Like, for example, mm-hmm. you're not going to compare, I don't know, uh, you know, Wally to this because they're made for different audiences, different purposes, different objectives. And so, you know, that's why I brought up the Tinkerbell ones because I think they were made um, with the same ideas, you know, for like younger audience mm-hmm. and just kind of like maybe sell stuff. Um, but yeah, I think a six is, is a good number for me. I think I had fun. Um, I think the biggest no-no for me was just animation. I was like, this is so distracting. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, but once you get into it, it, it just gets better. But it was super interesting to see it after 10 years. Because uh, mm-hmm. I remember loving this one. I would rewatch it all the time. Again, like I owned it. So it was super interesting to see it again and be like, wow, okay, so like, dang, you didn't know about animation back then. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, it, it was fun. I don't regret it. Technically, in the grand scheme of my life on YouTube, iHeart Animation is still relatively new, but it's still one of my favorite things that I do. I just love watching and talking about all sorts of animated media, and I love discovering new things to watch and share with people. I'm really excited to keep doing that both on YouTube and on this podcast. I think that from here on out, my solo reviews will be kept as videos for YouTube, but when I have guests, they will probably become podcast episodes. Like I've said, everything's an experiment at this point, and I'm just seeing what works. And speaking of seeing what works, in this episode I've decided to try something that I've never done before. I always like talking with Sol, and she's always fun to talk to about movies and animation, so I thought it would be fun to do a little Q&A with her to introduce her to new listeners and talk about some of her favorite movies and animation. I'm still experimenting with the format, but it was really fun to try this out with Sol, and I thought it made for another great conversation. So I put together a list of questions, kind of reminiscent of the Catch and Fire segment on Rotoscopers, but... I'm excited. <laughs> my, my own version of that. Okay, so yeah, the first thing good. I just, I wanted to know, like, tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, where do you work? Do you have any pets or hobbies? Things like mm-hmm. that. Well, my name is Sol, which is actually sun in Spanish. Uh, if you can tell by this accent, I'm Hispanic. I'm from Argentina. Uh, but now I've been living in the U.S. for five years. And I'm a student in college studying uh, film, like media production, things like that. Um, but my true passion is actually acting and theater. So I do a lot of uh, acting and stuff outside college. So that's, that's me. <laughs> okay. So like the main thing that I wanted to do this was like, this is basically a movie podcast. So yeah. a lot of this is about like entertainment stuff. So mm-hmm. what is your favorite movie? Okay. Uh, it does it have to be animated? Can no. I, can I tell you? Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you my favorite movie that is not animated. It's probably um, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Mm-hmm. And my like two favorite animated films are 
Hercules and the Emperor's New Group. That's all right. Yeah. Well, you've, you've covered a couple other questions that I had later. What's favorite animated movie oh. or Disney movie? So, <laughs> I covered those now. <laughs> and what is your favorite TV show? Okay, so growing up, I liked, I would tell you, can animated or not animated? Whatever. Like, I have, mm -hmm. I have questions that can cover anything. Okay. So, okay, you can so, just say what you want and then I'll cancel this. Okay, cool. Answer. So, not animated, I always go to bed watching Friends. So, I really mm -hmm. like Friends. Uh, a show I've been really liking a lot on Netflix, it's called One Day at a Time. It's about a um, Cuban family. It's a sitcom. Really funny. Really, yeah. uh, it's a it's a great mixture of um, seriousness and comedy. But it talks about really relevant topics, mm -hmm. and I think it's it's really great. It's really I highly recommend. And the new season is coming out next month, so I'm super excited. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm, I actually have been watching that too. I'm trying to get through really? season two, so I'll be ready for season three. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then girl, I used to like a lot how I met your mother. I just kind of like, um, uh, what, what, else, um, what's that, that, something that, that show, that 70s show. I just like the big Bang theory. I like uh, sitcoms. Yeah. A lot. Uh, I've, I I'm like not, a lot of sitcoms too. Yeah. I'm not much of a drama person. The most dramatic thing I've probably seen is like once upon a time, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, that, that's, that, um, and then animated, growing up, I really liked um, Jake Long, Recess, The Emperor's New Groove um, TV show, uh, Fairy Odd Parents. Um, and recently, I watched the whole show with my boyfriend, Avatar, The Last Airbender, and I absolutely mm. loved it, 100%. Like, I know it's meant to be like a kid's show, but I thought it was phenomenal yeah and i've i recently watched the first season with my cousin we were going to try and finish it but we didn't get it finished but we watched the first season and we loved well, it well I, I must tell you the first season is for me the worst one out of the three i think I, it, it I starts very wonder. slow yeah but i still really liked it so yeah it, it's still season. good <laughs> but i think it's the one that goes like the slowest and it's mm. just kind of a little bit like fillers but season two and three Oh, so good. So, yeah. so good. Love yeah. them. So, in, uh, like, I watched season one and, like, it took a while to finish it, but season two and three was just in a week. Like, it's so fast. Okay. <laughs> so, you have a favorite animator or artist or, like, somebody who makes these movies? Hmm. Well, I know everyone says this guy, but um, Glenn Keane, that's his name, right? Mm, yeah. So, for me... I like The Little Mermaid, the movie, but for me, what really gets me emotional, the, sing, the song when she's singing Part of Your World, the way she's animated and her facial expressions is like nothing I've ever seen in other films. Like she's so, showing so much ex, uh, ex, emotion in, in her yeah. facial expressions. And you can really tell how sad and frustrated she feels and how badly she wants this and i think it's done in a beautiful way like every little detail from her emotions to mm -hmm. it, it just feels so real and it's just so compelling and and that for me i think it's why it's my favorite animator which is for that scene honestly because it's yeah, such definitely. a magical moment for me that some films that i watch is like i feel like this character didn't show me the emo and i'm an actress so that's a big mm -hmm. thing with me like i I really care about um, characters, expressions, and like movement and things like that. So that's a big deal for me. So seeing that scene for me is the epitome of great animation. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, totally. He's a great one. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited for his film that he's going to do with Netflix. So that's gonna Oh, be yeah. They've got so many good animators and movie makers working on animated films and TV series for Netflix. I'm so excited to see what they yeah. can do in the next few years. Okay. What was the first animated movie that you remember seeing as a kid? Ooh, that's a great question. First animated film. Well, I'm pretty sure this is not my first one, but the first one I remember going to, to theaters, it was Finding Nemo. Uh, okay. I, I remember like that super vividly, and we watched that one later so many times. And I still think it's a phenomenal film. Like I feel like the animation is one of Pixar's best. Like portraying the ocean, which is one of the most massive things ever, and like doing it such a realistic and, and an immersive way. I remember really enjoying that film. I was a bit scared of the beginning when they eat the mom. <laughs> and um, I also remember one of the first films I, I watched. It was a lot of the Barbie films because mm-hmm. I, I was obsessed. And I still love them. I actually um, went to Target because my, my dream is to uh, collect at least the ones I really like them and one day give them to my sister and when she has a kid or something and like introduce <laughs> them. That's the dream. Um, but I, I really, really enjoy those. But yeah, I, as a kid, I, I, I grew up a lot, a lot with Disney, a lot at, at home. Um, not much with the obscure era, like not with Pinocchio. I didn't like any of that. <laughs> uh, those scared me. Dumbo. I remember uh, my grandma gave me Dumbo one time. And I was like, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> yeah, this is too scary. <laughs> um, but as a kid, I didn't watch that many movies. It was more of like cartoon shows. I watched a lot of Disney Playhouse and, and things like that. So... Yeah, just the first film I remember watching in theaters was just Finding Nemo. So, what is your favorite animation studio? Hmm. That's a great question. As of now, I think... I'm between Disney and Pixar. I think I'm liking Pixar's content a bit more right now like slightly just when they did coco i was like i'm sold yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know um but i also really enjoyed dreamworks not its recent like i liked dreamwork when it was the shrek era and how to train your dragon era like mm-hmm. i don't like what they've been doing recently and boss baby trolls and um all their latest boss baby I, I just don't like their recent stuff at all but i really like the old um dreamworks and i'm hoping they come back uh i think blue sky is really good as well sony it, it's not a great studio for me i mean it has its ups and downs i, I think yeah, it's um, like sony is so weird they make the emoji movie one year and then they, and then they do the spider-man it's crazy <laughs> let's talk about a comeback yeah um yeah, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of another studio. Oh, well, the Illumination Studios. I actually really like the first two The Spiegel movies. Actually, the mm-hmm. second one I love. One of my favorite films, actually. But the third one, I despise it with a burning passion. <laughs> so, and I mean, he, and I, didn't, I dislike Life of Pets. I dislike, uh, well, I haven't seen The Grinch, but I'm probably not going to like it. But... So, Illumination is kind of not going well for me right now. They have that one movie I really like, but yeah. But yeah, I would say my favorite one is either Pixar or um, Disney. Yeah, it I just really depends of, of, the, of the time period. You yeah, know? definitely. Okay, what is your favorite obscure animated movie? Ooh. Something that not a whole lot of people know about. 
Yeah, probably Barbie. <laughs> yeah, I guess that counts. Well, it, this is the thing. They suck. They're like, if I watch them now, the animation is horrible. But I, I'm just very, like, I have a great connection with them. But I feel that, oh, there's this great film. Um, the Bratz films, great. Bratz Rock Angels, <laughs> yes. And then Barbie Goes to Jamaica, yes. 100%. <laughs> it's only 40 minutes, but it's on YouTube and you should watch it. It's a great, highly recommend. I actually won that film. Um, when I was little, you went to McDonald's and the Happy Meal was the CD, uh, well, DVD, sorry. With one side, it was a Max Steel movie. And then on the other one, it was this My Scene movie. And it was great. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> but um, those probably are, I don't know, this is my childhood, I guess. Okay, so my last three, you kind of already answered the first one, which is what is your favorite Disney movie? But mm-hmm. I also wanted to know, what is your favorite Disney princess and or prince and your favorite overall disney character great questions i love rapunzel so much i I really like tango and i just like she's quirky and relatable and she's blonde like me she is very creative like me i just relate to her a lot i feel like and then mulan is great I like them all, honestly. It's just, I feel like they will have their own special thing. But I think the ones I, I, I relate the most is um, Rapunzel. And I think also Pocahontas is great. That hair, that song. <laughs> yeah. And she's, oh, I was talking this with a friend. Uh, my dream is to one day have a Latina princess. Um, I'm Hispanic, I'm Latina. So it, it's actually really sad to think how many Hispanics are in the United States and there's still no Hispanic princess. Uh, you know, we have Mulan, we have Pocahontas, we have uh, Tiana, we have Jasmine, all represented, uh, we have Moana even. And it's kind of crazy that we still don't have a Latin. I mean, I know a lot of people say Elena of Avalor, but like, first of all, it's a kid's show. Yeah. It's not even a full film. And it's very targeted to kids. And it, it, it's a bit, I, I was a bit, sh- like well, I was talking with my friend who's all, she's from Mexico. She almost cried when she found out that there was going to be a Latina princess. She was like literally sobbing. She's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then she finds out it was a kid's show. And she was devastated because for her, she was always, she always has looked up to the Disney princesses. And to be on the other side would be so amazing. And when she found out it was just gonna be a kid's show that honestly, the Avalor doesn't even exist. <laughs> it's not an actual country. Yeah. And there's this big stereotype in the United States that all Hispanics are Mexicans. And no, like people from Colombia are different from Argentinians, from Venezuelans. We're all so different from one another. And so there are hundreds of wonderful mm-hmm. stories to tell. So there's definitely the material there. Uh, and for me, when I watch Coco, it really, I was so proud. I was so happy. It, it was such an important film to be made because um, it does celebrate a culture in, in such a wonderful way. And so my dream is one day to have a Latina princess. I don't care what country. It's just as long as they don't have any negative stereotypes and they're not, they don't have her like a sombrero eating tacos and arriba, like, you know. <laughs> you should you uh, should audition. You should be the next. I would love to. <laughs> That's actually one of my dreams to one day voice a Disney character doesn't matter well just any animated character I don't care if I only have two lines and I just say look over there I would be happy <laughs> like that's yeah. I, I, my life will be fulfilled <laughs> yeah I've always wanted to do that too that's, you'd, be that's, like, you'd be like perfect you should be the first oh thank you I would love that <laughs> uh, actually my friend um she's an illustrator she's in college right now 
but she actually has this really cool idea uh, that I'm not going to say because I don't want anyone to steal it <laughs> if they hear <laughs> this, but she will want to pitch it to Disney as a short film. And it's based on like a legend in, in the Hispanic culture. And it's super cool. So if they do that, oh my gosh, I was like, sign me up. <laughs> I will do it for free, honestly. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so is Rapunzel your favorite Disney character? Or do you have a favorite character beyond the princesses? Mm, beyond the princesses. Hmm. I relate to Cusco a lot. No, I'm not spoiled or bratty, but I just like his humor a lot and how original he is, how like crazy he is. Um, I just relate to him a lot. Growing up, I loved Stitch. Before he was cool, just saying. <laughs> I, I'm a very like outgoing personality, kind of, you know. Um, I don't mind making an embarrassment myself in public. I will start dancing in the most random places. So I feel like Stitch really, um, I can relate to him. And I also really like Hercules. His song, Go to Distance, is my favorite uh, Disney song because he talks all about, um, you know, fulfilling that dream. And, and as an actress myself, um, I'm, I look at a lot of obstacles constantly. It's like, oh, I will never get that, that role and things like that. And it's a lot of hoping and things like that. So I relate a lot to him. I love Edna Mode. Edna Mode is it's <laughs> up there, definitely. I can relate to her. She's uh, tiny and she is extra like me. Uh, there's a lot of ground. So I think probably my top would be Edna Mode. And oh, and Wally. I love Wally. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Wally's like probably a, one of my most favorite characters. It's probably Edna Mode and Wally. That's it. Yeah. Wally, wow. I love him. <laughs> He's just so cute and like, oh my gosh, yeah. There's so many good ones. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's that's all my questions for now. I'm still like working on this list of things. Oh yeah. Figure out like something that I can ask everybody that comes on, but that's what I have for now. So thanks for coming back and. Oh, no problem. That. If you'd like to see more from Soul, I'll have a link in the description to a video she and I did for her YouTube channel. She and I talked all about the new Disney version of the Nutcracker, and that was basically a podcast unto itself. So if you're interested, you should definitely check that out. Next week will be the final introductory episode as we're diving into the Disney Movie Marathon. This is kind of an offshoot of iHeart Animation, but just focusing on the Disney canon. My cousin Sarah will be joining me for a lot of these, including this first episode covering Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I'm really excited to get this series restarted, so I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.